We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know how to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you could get all this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into this program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Well, Golden State avoids their first three-game losing streak of the season, as you mentioned, Clyde. As they lost their first two on this East Coast trip, first shot, and that'll do it. On a night that started off with such emotion with the fans finally back here at the Garden, with Julius Randle named to his first All-Star team, ends in disappointment. All right, uh, Knicks lose to the Warriors in the first game The fans, I keep calling it the home opener, it's obviously not the home opener, but it felt like the home opener. Um, first game with fans all year. Um, you will almost never hear me come on here and complain about the refs. Um, I didn't think the refs were responsible for, I, I don't think the refs would be responsible for any loss the Knicks have had this year. A lot of people complain about the refs this year. I think whatever the Knicks have gotten a fair whistle. The Knicks got annihilated. 
annihilated by the refs tonight. Um, I'm not saying that's, you know, they would have won the game had it been a, a fairer, more even whistle. You know, Warriors are the better team. Not by a lot, but the Warriors are the better team. They obviously have the best player. Curry did what, what Curry does. I mean, he's, you know, he's Steph fucking Curry. Um, but, like, it's just, you know, you don't, they don't need help, the Warriors. They don't, they don't need any help. And they got help tonight. And I thought that was pretty shitty. And I think um, I'll be very curious to see what Tibbs says after the game about it. Randall just got ejected, obviously. Obviously very frustrating for him on this great night. If anybody wants to hear me react to his all-star selection, check that out. That's already up on YouTube. But um, it's a frustrating game because they could have won that game. That game was, was there for them. And obviously it was tied in the fourth quarter. And then they got to, you know, within within two late in the fourth quarter. I give them credit. Like this is a this is a game they they go quietly. I mean, I've said this a lot this year. This is a game they go quietly into the night most years. And uh, you know, this year's a little different. They're not. They're fighting. They fought all the way. I thought that they played it's funny. For as cruddy, like just utterly garbage as their defense was to come out of the gate. And to start the third quarter, you know, and again, it's not like it's a lack of effort, although there was a couple moments there in the third that were questionable. Um, you know, when their defense plays with that certain verb, it's the word I always go back to. When it plays with that certain something extra, you could tell. And when this Nick defense plays with that certain something extra, you saw it tonight. Um, it took some really beautiful, wonderful plays from Steph Curry and, and Draymond Green, two future Hall of Famers, you know. It, and that's what it took to defeat the Knicks defense because the Knicks defense did show up for most of the night. Um, and they should be commended for that. But when you can't hit a basket, you can't hit a basket. And aside from the refs, they had, I don't know, how many shots? Six, seven, eight, nine baskets? Or maybe not, maybe not shots, like eight or nine shots, but like eight or nine opportunities that were really good scoring opportunities that they screwed up. And it was either a a point blank miss or something else. And like, you can't even put it on one guy. And yes, I will get to RJ Barrett. Um, But you know, just like bunnies, they miss bunnies. So between the refs, between the miss bunnies, between Steph Curry banking in a couple threes, I think, um, Draymond, Draymond made a three in the first half. I think he's made like five threes all year before tonight. He made one. Um, you know, you they lost and they lost. It was a it's a frustrating loss, but at the same time, it's uh, they played hard. And what are you gonna do? Warriors are a good team. Uh, Michael Aaron with a good comment. Ref screwed us out of one of the most meaningful wins of the last twenty years. Randall's All Star fans back looking for five hundred would have been great. You know, it's a good comment. I was thinking about it. Yeah, would it have been meaningful? Yes. But to me, the meaning of this season has already been established. Um, The fact that the team is back to being competent, coherent, competitive. What other C words can I come up with? Um, Just they show spirit. They show fight. They're organized. They had a plan going into tonight to try to shut down the Warriors defense or a Warriors offense. They did it as well as they could. Um, all of that stuff 
even though they lost tonight, yes, would it have been symbolic to go to 500 tonight? Absolutely, with the fans back in the building. But, you know, and with Randall. But, look, Randall's still an all-star. He's an all-star even though they lost this game, and he'll be an all-star for the rest of his life, which is great for him. What that means for the Knicks, you know, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. Um, I'm trying to think if I want to hit on anything. Let's let's hit on some other things before we talk about RJ. Um, Randall played a nice game. He was only 8 for 21, obviously not one of his more efficient performances, but still 25 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Tough to complain about anything Randall did. I think you could just – the guy continues to try to make the right play at all times. Um, put up shots when he needed to put up shots. Pass when he needed to pass. Made a few usually – or missed a few usually makes, but he had a great game. Uh, give credit where credit is due. Alfred Payton – but again, even Alfred Payton's best games, right? We have a starting point guard who his best game you could possibly see is a game like tonight. And what is it? It's 20 points on 19 shots. Um you know, that said, I thought Elf played a good game. I thought his defense on Steph Curry was, you know, again, as good as anybody could have could have reasonably played, or most most humans. Um, and uh, Derek Rose. Derek Rose started off really well, finished poorly. I did think when his offense was, was eluding him in the second half, I thought his defense made up for it. And I like to see that fire and spirit from Derek Rose. You know, he just didn't have it tonight. Burks, three for 10. Bullock, um, you know, two for six. It's like when the Knicks lose games, it's not usually, oh, well, I'm going to get to Obi. Obi's, trust me, I'm saving Obi too. Um, when the Knicks lose games, it's not usually a, hard to figure out why. It's because they can't hit enough threes to outscore the other team because their defense is always solid. I would say they don't have the best defense in the league, but I think they you could argue they might have the most consistent defense in the league. I think they're the only team in basketball that has given up more than 120 points only once. And I, I don't they haven't given up more than 130. I'm not sure if there's another team that could say that. Um and what did they do from three tonight? They were eleven of twenty-nine from three. One of those was that late bullet three, which I'm not even counting. You know, and and the Warriors were 13 of 38. So not a huge discrepancy, but it just – they needed another couple. Like, if they had gone 14 for 30 from three tonight, they'd probably win this game. All right. Uh, oh, and oh, um, Taj. Taj. Gotta love Taj. Taj Gibson. Great game. All the, ta- all the Taj love in the world. Yes, they do pass up open threes. Good comment from Wilt. Um, but it's because they got guys that aren't really. Con- I mean, look, they're a, they're a player away. So I'm not not saying any anything. Uh, not saying anything revolutionary here. All right, um, let's talk about RJ, and then we'll finish on a high note with uh, with Obi. Um, RJ Barrett played 27 minutes. He was one from nine from the field. Missed all of his two point attempts. Did have 10 rebounds, which is nice. Um, only one assist. Uh, he had four points. If I am not mistaken, this is R.J. Barrett's third consecutive game with one assist. Let me check that. Yes, this is R.J. Barrett's third consecutive game with one assist. I don't want to pile on the kid. I'm not going to pile on the kid. Um, He's 20. He's figuring it out. He's been an alpha dog his whole life. 
And every gym he's ever walked into in his life before last season, he's been the best player in the well, obviously he played with Zion, but like even that year at Duke, he could be like, all right, it's me and Zion. It's the two of us. We got this. It's 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 we're a tandem, you know? And he needs to adjust to the fact that he is not the best player in the gym anymore. Ever. That's not going to be the case ever again as long as he lives, unless he retires and he goes and plays in a YMCA. And that is not meant to disparage RJ Barrett. It is just the fact that there are 30 teams. So on any given night, there's 15 games going on. And RJ Barrett's never going to be one of the 15 best players in the league. Might he be one of the 30 best players in the league? 35 if everything goes right? Absolutely. Which is why, for as much as tonight was frustrating, I don't mind these outings from R.J. Barrett. He could have these outings for the rest of the year. That'll obviously be very annoying to watch. But this is the time in his career where he should work out these kinks. And he needs to figure it out for himself. All right, here's what I could do. Here's what I can't do. Here's what I need to improve on. Here are the things that maybe I should just like not give up on, but here when I'm in this situation, maybe I should just pass it. He needs to figure that out. No one's going to coach this out of him. You know, he just needs to be more aware. He needs to make better decisions. And yes, some of that will come with making mistakes and having nights like tonight where he was one for nine. It's a process. I trust that he has the mindset and the work ethic and the wherewithal to go through that process and, and come out of it on top. And here's the thing. We've seen flashes this year for like 15 games in a row where it's like, holy shit, he's actually hitting a lot of these tough shots. And I think he still needs to get used to the fact that like, that's not always going to come. And what happens for him if he goes into a game and the shots not falling, how can he adjust? And it's been a, you know, Three straight games now where some of the shots have not been falling. All due respect to the 20 and 10 game. I did not think he had a great game. I know a lot of people call me out for like, oh, how could you say RJ Barrett had a bad game against Minnesota? He didn't have a great game against Minnesota because I watched the game and I know. Um, He just needs to adjust. He just needs to adjust and he needs to learn that the great thing about being RJ Barrett is you're going to get attention so much on drives. Um, and there was one opportunity tonight. Actually, it didn't end up uh, re- uh, resulting in assist where R.J. Barrett drove and he kicked out to Julius Randle, who was open in the. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Corner and Julius missed three, but like, that's what we, we need more of. And I want to see more of that from RJ. He'll get there. I'm, I'm comfortable that RJ is going to be fine. It's a frustrating game, but he just, you know, he needs to be better. That's, that's all there is to it. Um, good comments in the chat. Yes, they missed too many open bunnies. Um, <laughs> I hope we trade him so you can continue to be a depressed Nick fan. Who's talking about trading RJ Barrett? I don't want to trade RJ Barrett. I believe in RJ Barrett. I don't know if that comment was directed at me. They should not trade RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett's gonna be good. I, he just needs to learn, um, you know, what to do. What do we got? Some other comments. Um, there is no way. Uh, no, I, George Francois. There's no, there's no way I or anyone should put a ceiling on a kid when he's 20 years old. I don't think me sitting here and saying that RJ Barrett's never going to be a top 30 player is putting a ceiling on him. Um, I just look. I'll, I'll be, I'll be the first person to sit here if I'm wrong and he becomes a, a, a top 30 player one day. I will be the first person to sit here and I will admit. I admitted it earlier this year when I was wrong. I was really down on him to start the year. And I ate crow on it because he came back. He showed me what's up. And I'm not I'm not that down on him anymore because I've seen it. We've seen it. He's just going through a rough patch. But it doesn't mean it's not okay to criticize the kid. Um, he is uh, he is what he is. Um, cute little girl. Is that your daughter behind you? My daughter was behind me in the Julius Randall video. She's not, she's not behind me now. Um, what else have we got? Um, do, do, do. Quickly. I guess I should mention quickly. Quickly had a bad game. Um, he's hitting the rookie wall. Um, it is what it is. He's hitting the rookie wall. It it, it happens. I'm not worried about Emmanuel quickly. I'm really not Emmanuel. If I'm a little worried about RJ, I'm really not worried about Emmanuel quickly. Um, Michael Aaron, not saying RJ is Jimmy Butler, but in Jimmy's third season, he was 13-5-2 on 39, 28, 76. Took until his fourth season with Tibbs to be great. You're right. Um, it takes longer for some guys than others. Um, Jimmy Butler was also much older. He was a four-year senior or a four-year four-year player in college. And so when he entered the league, he was Jimmy Butler was already two years older than RJ Barrett is now. Um so yeah, I mean, look, I just just a gut feeling. I think he's he's gonna top out as something not like the second best player on a championship team. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, one other good comment in the chat right here. Thank you, everybody, for the super chat. Um, overratedness. That Peyton Rose backcourt is just Tibbs trolling people that care about spacing at this point. I love Tibbs, but it seems sometimes he makes decisions just to prove new school thinking wrong. I think what Tibbs did tonight is he put the five best the, – the people who were the five best players throughout the night on the floor, um, except for RJ, because if he, if he put the five best players on the floor, I think he would have um, – he would have had Burks probably out there instead of instead of Barrett. But again, I like that he put Barrett back out there because Burks was not having such a good game that you're like, oh, Alec Burks needs to be out there. He was three for ten and two for six from three. Nothing special. He should have put RJ out there. And I think the fact that RJ was out there and played those minutes, he will benefit from that in the long run. So um I have zero issue with anything Tibbs did tonight. Um, you know, 
but yes, is he trolling? I think you know who I think he's trolling by playing Rose and, and um Peyton together. I think he's trolling the Knicks front office. I think he's telling the Knicks front office, hey, maybe trade me a guy who could hit a fucking shot that could also play defense and distribute the ball. Um, and isn't a rookie because you know, quickly he's going through a little bit of a rough patch right now. Um, and and I'm being facetious because I think Tibbs and the front office are on the same page, but if if you don't think that the front office like I could tell you the the uh the front office is exploring, exploring things. Um, yes, we need a second guy. Uh, okay, I've been promising this for a while. Obi Toppin uh, played only 13 minutes. If if there's a complaint about Tibbs tonight, it's um, that he didn't play Tib- that he didn't play Toppin enough. Um, uh, Kane Marco with a comment, Miami, Atlanta, and tonight we played five versus eight. Yes, very much agreed. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Toppin could have played more, but again, he's playing behind an all-star. So if he plays more, that means he's playing him or Randall's playing the five. And I don't know. Would that have made a difference in the game? Would it have made a difference for Roby Toppin? I would have liked to see him out there more. I thought he had a good game. Um, the move he had where he posted up Wiggins was great. Nice to see him at a three. Um, the alley-oop was fun. All good stuff. I mean, any any positive game you're going to get from Obi Toppin is good. Uh, all right, let me take some other questions in the um, in the chat. Uh, RJ needs to pass the ball more and stop trying to play hero ball. Yeah, but he will. He's, he's 20. He'll be fine. Um, let's see. Him or Randall play the five? Yes, Max. That's the that's the option. But Taj Gibson had a really good game, and defensively, the drop off from Taj at the five um, to Toppin or Randall at the five is pretty steep. And I thought, you know what? They had that game tied. They had it within two late. And I thought their defense got that there, and um, I thought Taj was a big part of that. Taj is a really good defender still at this age, even though we can't jump over a phone book. Um, D Rose needs to stop forcing shots down the stretch. Yes. Good comment from New York city, rich. I've written this. I've, I've said it. Um, he, he, he was the MVP and he knows he was the MVP and he still goes out there and he, he tries to play like the MVP sometimes. And that MVP game is not there. It's one thing when RJ Barrett forces a little bit, cause RJ Barrett's 20 and he's figuring it out and he's preparing for a time that is not yet here. When Rose does it, it's a lot less forgivable because, like, that time is gone. So, you know, it, it, it's it, – you, you just wish Rose would pick his spots a little bit better. Um, I agree. That's, that was frustrating to see. But, again, the Knicks office didn't have a lot going. So, um, Gabe Sonnerstein, thoughts on trading for P.J. Tucker to come off the bench next to Obi um, and be a switchable 4-5 combo, which could maximize Obi – and open the floor for his athleticism and, and cover up for his defensive deficiencies. Yeah, PJ Tucker is he answers a lot of questions or answer yeah, he he answers a lot of questions for you. I don't think they're going to be in the market for Tucker. I think some contender is going to probably trade for Tucker and give up more than the Knicks should give up. I mean, if the Knicks could get Tucker for like future second and inherit him into their cap space, I'm all for that. I just don't think I don't think that's going to be realistic. But I agree, PJ Tucker in theory next to Obi Toppin as a backup four or five combo makes a ton of sense. I uh, 
great, great thought. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's a good thought. Uh, what happened to IQ's floater? I, I think it's just he hit the rookie wall. I don't think anything happened to his floater. Um, I hope not because I have this lovely T-shirt. Um, what else have we got? Is it time to question Tibbs' lineups? Like you're you're coming to the wrong place if if you're waiting for someone to question Tibbs' lineups. Um, what about a trade for Cuddy, Buddy Heald? Uh, Carlos Matos, good good question. I would strongly encourage you to listen, shameless plug, to tomorrow's podcast in which I interview um, Brendan Nunez of the Kings Herald, and he also hosts um, a Kings podcast. And uh, we talked about Buddy Heald, and I flat out asked him, is Buddy Heald worth his contract? And he said, no, he's not. Um, Buddy Hield is at this point strictly a three-point shooter. He doesn't really do anything else, and he's getting paid like he does other stuff. Um, so no, I would not. I would. I, I mean, even if I got an asset back with with Hield, I'm not sure I'd want to take on that money for the next couple of years. I know it's a declining contract, but still, I'm not. I don't know. It's a lot of money. I'd need a decent, a really solid asset back with Hield to take on that money. Um, what else we got? Do we, uh, Joel, John, Joel, John, do you see the Knicks making any trades that solidify a playoff push? Um, yes, I do. I think they're going to keep an eye on New Orleans, as will the rest of the league, because I'm sure if they make Lonzo available, um, there's going to be a, a line of suitors because uh, Lonzo's now shooting – what is he? Thirty-eight percent from deep this year. The guy's a a good floor general, not a great floor general. He's better, obviously, in in the in the open court, um, which the Knicks don't play out, or the Knicks don't play fast break basketball at all. So it's arguably one of the one of the worst fits for Lonzo. But he's a good defender. He's a really good defender, and uh, he could hit a shot. So I. Th- I'd be surprised if if the Pelicans made Lonzo available. I'd surprise if the I'd be surprised if the Knicks weren't in on that. Um, but I also don't think they'll they'll overpay um, for him because again, you're not trading for Lonzo Ball. You're trading for the right to pay Lonzo Ball his next contract this summer. And I am still fearful of what that contract is going to be because um, I think he's he's going to it's a down market. I think someone's going to give him a lot of money, probably more than he deserves. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens where, uh, Dominic, where can we find the potential KP trade news? I couldn't find it. Uh, Bleacher Report had this and Ian Begley had it, uh, just that the warrior or the warriors, the Mavs are kicking the tires. Um, that's all that's, there's no real firm report. Um, what do you think about DeMar DeRozan comment from overratedness? Um, I think DeMar DeRozan is a, He's a very good basketball player. Um, I'm not sure he makes sense for the Knicks right now. If you told me that, like, uh, the Spurs were trying to, like, I don't know, lower their salary and they were going to give up DeMar DeRozan for a second-round pick and uh, I I'm, I don't even know. Kevin Knox? Sure. Why not? But – uh, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case, but who the hell knows? Um, I'll take a couple more and then we'll uh, get out of here to go try to write a newsletter about this game. I want Terrence Ross. 
from Charles Dead. I want Terrence Ross too. I love Terrence Ross. I wish the Knicks would trade for Terrence Ross. Um, would you want Monty Morris or Tyus Jones? Um, Tibbs didn't have a great relationship with Ty. Well, he didn't have a bad relationship with Tyus Jones, but like he didn't play Tyus Jones probably as much as some would have liked in Minnesota when he was there. Um, I like Tyus Jones. I don't think Memphis is trading him. Um, Monty Morris is interesting to me because he is, I believe, going to be a restricted free agent. And um, Monty Morris is good. Um, but, again, he's not, like, he's not going to solve any of the Knicks' problems. He'll help. He's a good guard. He'll help them. But I don't see Monty Morris as, like, a long-term starter. And I, I'm unless the price is really cheap, which I can't imagine, like, why would Denver give him up for very little? Because they are, he's part of their rotation, and um, they're trying to win a championship this year. So, I am a stingy GM, Dirty Dancer. You are damn right. I am a stingy GM. Um, Jonas Plout asks, oh boy, why would you ask this? Because now I got to answer it because I saw it. <sighs> um, what level of prospect could Randall get in a one-for-one? Harrow? I don't want to trade Randall, but I'm curious if they could get Harrow, would you say yes? Oh, Jonas. Why are you trying to get me in all kinds of trouble tonight? Why? Why would you do that? I like being out of trouble. I don't like getting in trouble. Um, God. I don't think the I don't think the Heat would trade Tyler Harrow for Julius Randle. Um, I'm not sure the Knicks would trade Julius Randle for Tyler Harrow. And I don't want them to trade Julius Randle for Tyler Harrow. Um, but if you're asking me what level of prospect I think Randall could get, I think it's somewhere around Tyler Harrow. Because think about it. If you're the Knicks and you're having trade conversations about Julius Randle, which I do not think they're going to do, and I don't think they should do. Like, he's just made the all-star team. Like, you build around that guy. You don't trade that guy. Um. Like, if you're a team and you believe that your young player is a future all-star, um, you're not going to trade him for a guy who is a 27-year-old or 26-year-old current all-star. The guy you're going to trade for a Julius Randle is a guy who, like, maybe has all-star upside. And, like, Tyler Harrow maybe has all-star upside. Maybe. Is he as good as Julius Randle? God, no. Will he ever be as good as Julius Randle? Probably not. Is there a chance he's as good as Julius Randle someday? Yeah, there's a chance. Um, but again, I wouldn't. I don't want to make that trade. Um, I don't think the Knicks would make that trade, but I don't think the Heat would make that trade either. So, um, Francisco Luciano, can we all agree to just be satisfied with this great progress? Knicks fans seem to be more satisfied pursuing a lottery pick than a playoff spot. I mean, you've come to the right place. Um, you get nothing but satisfaction from me, but then again, I'm a, a pushover. So I don't know if that, if that bodes well for your argument. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, all right. One more, uh, Adam sprung. Do you think RJ is sad? He's not a go-to scorer of the second unit now that Rose is in charge. Interesting. Is it possible that, um, fears about the Rose trade were correct? Um, I don't know if you mean Emmanuel quickly is the, that he's not the go-to store of the center, sec, second unit. I'm assuming that's what you mean. Um, no, I don't think 
I don't think quickly minds that. I think quickly is just trying to become a better basketball player and learn. And um, he's still gotten shots up. Um, and I think Rose will help him. Um, in ter- if, if you did meet RJ, RJ hadn't really been running second unit offenses anyway. And, and those the numbers for those units were really bad. So um, I don't think RJ minds uh, Derek Rose being here. All right. I think that um, – is it last? Okay, this is the last one. Jonathan Hernandez, if you had to bet your salary on RJ at least becoming a good mid-range shooter, would you? Um, if by me, if by good you mean a 50th percentile in the league, not 50% from mid-range, but a 50th percentile in the league mid-range shooter, yes, I would absolutely bet um, a sal- my salary for a week at least on RJ becoming that at some point in his career um, because he works too hard and he, he's, he's diligent and I, uh, I believe in his shot long-term. So that is it. Um, everybody, thank you for coming. Uh, don't forget, check out the other stuff on the on the channel. Um, the There's a Kristaps trade rumor thing that is coming up at midnight. Uh, Julius Randle All-Star Reaction and podcast. Like I said, dropping tomorrow, talking about all things Kings because we play them on Thursday, which hopefully – we will get a win. Uh, so that is it. Shitty night. Sorry. It sucks. But uh, at least we got an all-star. So that's fun. All right. Everybody have a good night. Talk to you later. The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.